Welcome back, Foot Tears, to the Two Foot Tears podcast with special guest Brad for this week. Um, yeah. it, it feels like he's more like a guest. Pinching myself just to check I am definitely here, but yep, can confirm. Yeah, he is here. So yeah, uh, no, normal co-host as always, Luke is here as well. How are you doing, both of you? Yeah, doing a lot better. Yep, yep. Still felt like I was like, um, yeah, suffering a little bit, even not testing positive. Uh, with some symptoms but hopefully touch wood we are now back on the mend i mean last week someone said touch wood and they managed to get me ill for half the week so <clears throat> maz definitely hey, definitely you, you, didn't hey, say that hey, last hey, week hey, did, did hey, you say hey, that i was the most healthiest last week and then suddenly bam i've been bed bound most of the week yeah i was in I, hey. I was genuinely confined to my bed for about three days he was ill he was already ill when I said that. I'm just going to put that on the record You made right it worse. Now. You made it worse. But he was still ill, nonetheless. He it was already, still It already started, Ill. is what he's saying. Yeah, I had a sore exactly. throat at the time, and then he turned it into, in, into bed-bound. I have a special gift, all right? I just wish I could put it to good use. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure that is a special gift. It's the Mers yeah, it's a curse in other people, but I can't seem to like give myself like some luck with it or something. I mean, back you know? in the day, I think you'd have been burnt at a stake for things like that. But yeah. yes, uh, probably 100%. I'd be called a witch or yeah, something. You'd have been drowned and all sorts. Yeah. But we are in Foot Captains Team Two right now, so we have got some more Foot Captains and some more Foot Captain Hero cards being added to the game. So we got some nice interesting ones. So there is Marcelo. People being wanting a special card Marcelo pretty much like all year I would say. So they've now got that. Arsenal have got me and Lacazette. But I'm not really interested in that Lacazette myself. Uh, then you've got the, another French objective player. You've got Lemon, Limon or however you want to pronounce it. With two star Skill moves, so if you're a skiller, you probably want to be avoiding that, to be fair. you got some mob, some SBCs, but guys, is there any sort of like foot captain's cards that might look catching your eye? Well, the first that you thing, want to the make first thing that struck me was when you said, oh, people have been crying out for the Marcelo, so now they've got that. From what I understood, they couldn't get that for a long time. Um, he was yeah, but they've a, been wanting it. Yeah, but it, there, there is a special version of him, though. There they've is. been wanting it, it. Whether or not yeah. it, they can get hold of him is a different matter entirely, right? Yeah. But they've been wanting it. And it's like dangling it. the carrot and you've never been able to get to it, isn't it, if you can't actually get the card? And by the way, it's still extinct. It's still extinct. Yes. Yeah, it's it's it still is. extinct at one point. I assume 1.3, unless they changed it. I mean, uh, I know they've changed some they made of them higher. today. What would you pay I for think. this card? I mean, everyone, uh, no one I've seen who has had or tried this card has played it at left back. Oh yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's not a left back card. No, it's an. It's, it's, an it's got high high work rates. Yeah. It's a left mid card for me. You know, I look at that and I go, that's my left mid. A left mid. He's still one point three. Yeah, left mid three five two. Bang or just CDM as most people would have put him. Yeah, I mean he's he's oh, the main card. Five, five star, five star as well. Bear in mind, five star, five star, high, high. Yeah, has changed. It was five star, four star, high, low beforehand. For context, I see him being used a lot by the pros. I'm not sure. Like yeah, um, so he's going to be like a main card, like left back in a starting formation, and probably changed in game to somewhere. 
to three five two, and then probably drop a CDM in, drop a CDM into centre back. Yeah, something like that. And then put him CDM right back, right mid, or something. Like work it out like that. But yeah, he's the only one really that I look at and think, oh, he looks insane. I mean, obviously they have got Royce, but Royce has already had a special card this year. Which don't, don't I'm not you know I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I just it's not it's not particularly eye catching for me because there's another card that exists. I would say Lacazette. It's it's just another it's another French card. It's another French one, but this time he's in the, he's in the Premier League. No, I wouldn't say. I think the first team was better, in my opinion. That's a fair point. My, for me, the first team was better for foot captains, but the second team's better for foot heroes. Yes, probably only just. Well, the problem is you've got Di Natale that really stands out from both. I would M- say Melito was great as well. Let's let's not let's not mess ourselves about and say Melito wasn't great. Definitely yeah. not biased. Definitely yeah. not biased. <laughs> Definitely not at all. I mean, my point is, I'm I've got to use him. and He's a really good card. So, yeah, the ju- that, the ju- that's I'd, enough proof. The card that actually I like the look of in terms of I'd just like to try him out and see is the Joe Cole card because he's kind of to me one of the cards out of the heroes has had a very significant upgrade to make him more usable. His other um, card was usable, especially in the early stages. Early stages, yeah, yeah. They've, yeah. They've, not... they've given him plus fives in each stat. Uh, did he get an upgrade to, yes, five-star skills? Yeah, five-star skills, yeah. So so he's got a skill move upgrade and plus five in every stat. Yeah. So, yeah. And a really massive, good dynamic image. Massive. Uh, so he, he looks like a card I'd like to try in a draft or something. I don't see myself packing him, not with my, my pack luck at the moment. No, your, your your pack luck at the moment is just uh, just packing really good cards in, in series, isn't it? Well, just getting getting walkouts every now and then. Just just not good with icons. That's as far as I can tell. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Like anything, any guaranteed pack, I don't get anything decent out of. What I need is a pack that don't guarantee me anything, and um, I do get some some surprises. But yeah, I haven't packed like an absolute banger or an absolute standout card. That's fair. What is the most expensive in terms of value then? That is, you've packed this FIFA then, Brad. If you're um, saying banger, I'm guessing you're saying you haven't packed anyone over a mil. A mil? I packed no, I haven't packed anything over a mil. God no, I packed the. No. Um, yeah. I packed Ronaldo uh, when he was around about 400k. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's the best. Again, that was untradeable, but. In terms okay. of actual okay. value, yes, he was he was four hundred k. So you haven't had anything that topped four hundred k. No, I mean to be fair, with the market this year, it's a yeah with the market four hundred k is not bad. But yeah, yeah. Ma- well, market four hundred k is good. You know, you, you you look at Lewandowski was obviously my top point. I don't think I've got anything that's more than one point. I think it's one point. I think it's one mil just dead on. Might have been one point one at a push. I don't think I can top that. I think the closest for me is I packed Road to the Final, Mares, and obviously I got Inform Neymar this week. They both were around 850k. Yeah. And Team of the Year Hikimi, which I believe was 700k when he came out. Nice. Mm-hmm. So that that those are the three most valuable players I've packed this. Basically, what what we've learned here is Brad's definition of packing a banger is that, or compared to ours, is we've actually packed team of the years for the first time compared to he's not got one yeah, at the moment. Yeah, for the first time in about three years, I haven't packed one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Yeah, it was a shock to me as it was to anybody else. No, I mean, you can't guarantee yeah. those sort of things. I did, you know, what everybody else did. I pack saved and, yeah, unfortunately, nothing didn't came pay my off. Way. No, and I think, actually, I think, I'm trying to think how much Dean Natale was when I packed him. As a oh, hero. you packed Dean Natale as well? Oh, sick. Just the normal hero, not the... Oh, I got the normal hero. I got him from Untradeable Rewards. Yes, we got him the one. same week. We did, we got so him that, the same week. That was... It was a rewards week. How much was he was. at the time? Uh, I think he was worth. I think he's quote a banger at that stage. Six hundred k was he? Uh, I think more than that. Yeah, so I think actually he's probably my my most expensive pack. Yeah, it was the same week. Was, I, t I took a, um, rivals untradeable, and you got it the same. We both. So this would have been realistically what end of end of uh, November. Yeah, mid, something mid November. Like that. It was fairly early. Yeah. So he was about nine hundred k, depending on where you go, to about eight hundred k. 750 mid November. Yeah, so, so he's yeah, my, he's, he, is, yeah. he is your banger. He is my banger, yeah. There you go. We jogged his memory eventually. Yeah, it would have been nice to have packed nah. his, his new one as well, but hey, can't be greedy. Can't be greedy. No, no, can't be greedy. One, one thing to touch on EA have released the perfect CDM for um, Luke, Timmy Cahill. I mean, the <laughs> one that I've been shunning. I've been telling GH yes. to avoid that, like the plague. Yeah, but that's for him to play at striker though. Whereas yeah, to be fair, he wants to play in striker, and I'm like, he's looking to replace specifically um, what's his name, Origi. And I'm like, just wait a week, wait, wait a week or two, wait for the team of the season. Yeah, there'll yeah, be so much so. better cards of it. He's like, yeah, but it's strong links. And I'm like, Doesn't I mean, matter. yeah, but that's not important. Team's going to change in a couple of weeks' time. Why bother? This is just like what I just hold off, people. Yeah. I've got to admit, I did, I did toy with the idea of doing him for um, to play at Cam for me instead of Del Piero, but I, w I was pretty much of the same same kind of ilk in the sense that I don't want to use my fodder on that when I'm going to want my fodder in a week's time. Yeah, pretty and much. I That's and I'm it. not going to be opening a crazy amount of packs or anything from now until then to generate fodder. So, so yeah, that was that was pretty much my thought. But talking about a week's time. What we're talking about, what we're referring to, is team of the season. So tonight, as we're recording on a Sunday, it has now officially been released as the vote for community team of the season. And uh, I believe Merz has already done his. I haven't done mine. I've got mine up here. So I will run through a, sort of some of the players because, there's a, as Merz pointed out, before we recorded this, we said about talking about it. And actually, there's a lot of players in here that... We either don't really know because they're in obscure leagues or or they're just players that we haven't really touched on much this year. We haven't seen special cards for them much. There might be the occasional inform and things, but generally we don't know what they've been up to in order to get their to get their team of the season card, basically. And so we don't really know like much about those. You'd have to really go and look into it. And unfortunately, I feel like this voting has been tailor-made for people to not do that. It looks like very much a case of you're not going to go and look into these players. People are just going to vote and they're going to see, unfortunately, well, I say unfortunately, but they're going to see Hugo Lloris and I'll be very surprised if Hugo Lloris doesn't make the goalkeeper uh, for the Tots. What do you guys think? I mean, I don't think he deserves it. As a Tottenham fan, having watched him week in, week out, he doesn't deserve it. He's not good. He, he, he has a good occasional moment, but he has moments like Cash Michael had today. Like... He will have that moment of madness that will just mess something up, like when he dropped the ball against Man City. 
yeah. at, um, at the Etihad. Like you have moments like that consistently, and you're like, do do you do you think, Merz? Do you think that like it's just going to be a case of he picks himself a goalkeeper because of the lack of knowledge about other players? Yeah, that that's the problem. When I was like casting my vote, I was like, who do I vote for this person or do I vote for this person? Like without doing research on yeah. what they've done in this particular season. I feel majority of people would just vote for the names that they're familiar with, where whichever country. So like English people will probably mainly vote for the Premier League players. Yeah. La Liga fans will mainly vote for the La Liga players and stuff. So yeah, it's a bit of a weird one with the community vote. I find because it's it's not really a great vote to have because you. You're not going to vote for the obscure players, so you EA might have well just give out all the players to all the good players or the most popular players yeah. because that's all that's going to win at at the end of the day. I feel I, I think so, and I think like it's one of those where when you see these and you see some of the players from top leagues in here, then it seems like they clearly know what they're going to do when it gets to that league because we've got, in in my opinion, like other than Laporte, like we've got no. No Premier League players or or any high league players here that have standout possibilities for their league. There's so many players that are eligible that we go and look at individual teams. You can't you can't just overload this and put just full prem players in here. They got to cut it off at some point. Oh yeah, no, I'm not saying. And they're, they're putting in the real one. They're putting in the real mid table underrated teams. It doesn't have to just be big name. But on what I'm, I'm not saying about that, I'm saying about like so in the centre back position of a top mm-hmm. of a top performing team like Arsenal is Gabriel does that mean Gabriel's gonna be in the Premier League vote? Because he's played well for Arsenal and Arsenal have are uh, what where are they? Let's have a look at the Premier League table today. They're, they are currently sixth. Currently sixth, okay, so they're doing pretty well. Like they got the game in hand obviously as well. And and yet we they've put in Mitchell, who looking at this has been injured since April. It it's April now and he played today. Oh, okay. So he got injured today, did he? No, uh, I don't think he got injured today. Oh, it says he got. So it says on here he got injured last week, and he's injured until. He, he, he played in today's game. Oh, I can tell you that game. he he gave away he gave away the ball for the first goal. Um, right. so he played and yeah, don't know yeah, what that's all about. Here. For some reason, it says that after after the Leicester game he got injured, and it says I don't know when he'll be back. But that's obviously flash score being incorrect. But yeah, so mm-hmm. what, yeah, what, he, what he I mean played. is just yeah, I mean. He's Crystal Palace in terms of the team aren't as high up as Arsenal are. Arsenal are doing perform well. So I just find it weird that like a player like Gabriel's not in the vote unless he's gonna be in the Premier League vote for centre backs. And they already well, know I, that. What what I'll say is how many teams in this have got more than one player across the whole team? Because I don't think there's many because Crystal let, Palace have got two. That, yeah, it'll be right. two at most, I think. So, what, who yeah. was Palace's second? There's Mitchell Zaha and Rins. Zaha. Yeah, yeah, Villa have got two by the looks of it. they got McGinn and... Um, what's his name? Um, Doug Louise. Yes. But at a push, it's two in its Premier League sides. Um, yeah. Of course. So, you but could have... Lacazette shouldn't be in there. Let's just get that ball rolling straight away. Yeah, Lacazette should not be anywhere near this. Yeah. Based off performance, which is the team of the season criteria, even if it's community, 
consistency normally, which Lacazette scored four goals all season as a striker. Something like that, yeah. yeah how, how, many, how many assists has he got? Because obviously we're not going to take that away from the game. But he's probably got a couple of assists in there helping bring play together, but it's not exactly something that's deserving of rewarding no. with a team of the season okay. card. Okay, so in 25 matches this season, he's got four goals, seven assists. It's all right on assists, I guess. It's better than Zaha in previous years. So the reason I've mentioned Zaha previous years is I think, was it FIFA 20, FIFA 21? He got in on the community vote and had about five goals and did nothing. Yeah. And it was it was, it was was him and someone else that were like really bad but got in. Oh, I should remember this. There were two really dodgy team of the seasons that were OP. But just because they were OP, they got in. I don't remember. But look, so looking through the defenders there, I mean, there's some key names in here. Laporte looks like I, I would be very surprised if he doesn't get the vote. But again, like we say, that's that's when it comes to people that are voting that only really have interest or watch the Premier League. Uh, there are some potential others that could get votes here. I know that that Bremer had a nice card. So as a team of the season, he could look like a really good Brazilian centre-back. So people might look at that. But I generally just think that people don't don't kind of think that hard when they're voting. And I think that's that feels like that's almost what that's, that's tailored towards. Is they've given people the easy picks. I've, I've looked up who it was. It's Felipe Anderson for West Ham. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'll tell you. Yeah, that'll I mean, tell you how season off the boil. Yeah, that one. Whereas he was just not good. Yeah. Uh, he started the season okay and then did nothing the rest of it and got voted in. It was him and Zaha that season were just not good and they got got the cards. But, you know, it's FIFA. You just vote based off who's good. Yeah, I or don't. You know. I, I, normally, I normally vote off of who I want for hybrid reasons. But that's just me because I'm different. I, I vote on, on that. So my one at the moment has got Omlin as the goalie. Swiss links to the Swiss centre-backs, Elvedi and... And the likes. It's not a year for the Swiss centre backs. That was more last year. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's a way to link Ligue 1 and, and Bundesliga. Yeah. Stuff like that. That that's the sort of niche stuff I'll vote on normally. And then, but then people would say, I suppose, like obviously, depending on what other options there are, people will say the same thing about Lloris. Like he, you know, like like you said, doesn't he's already got a special it. card this like week ago. Yeah, like he's already got a foot captain's ninety two. He doesn't deserve higher than ninety two. And this is what we were saying though about Lacazette. You know, he's now got his mm-hmm. foot captain's card and doesn't deserve that, or doesn't deserve mm-hmm. a performance based special card. So he's getting it because he's, um, you know, a, a captain of, of of Arsenal. When we get to the midfielders, as we have just mentioned, so there's a couple of Aston Villa players in there. Now I'm assuming that Philip Coutinho has not been put in there because he's going to be in the vote for the uh, main tots because obviously if Should you're going to put Aston Villa players in there then you would think he'd be the main one would you he's he's been alright since he's joined but I wouldn't say he's he's made the biggest been... impact to the, to the way their end of season has gone surely yeah no when they've just started losing a bunch of games you're right they've they, they had a good jan- they've not been on a good run I'm pretty certain I'll double check this factoid no, I swear, in recent times they've lost a few. Yeah. Like they've lost a fair few, I think. The topsy turvy, I would say, Aston Villa. They'll have Very like much maybe so. a game or two that they do really well, and then they peter out, and then go on get a win. 
Because like, to be know. fair, you look at them; they're still in that. The fifteenth near the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Their their recent results: lost to Tottenham, lost to Wolves, lost to Arsenal, lost to West Ham. They beat Leeds five games ago, though, so that that's something. Um, they they then they won against Southampton, beat Brighton. They lost to Watford, lost to Newcastle, drew with Leeds. Uninspiring. Yeah. Okay, so then on the on the on the flip side of that question, then why are these two in it and not Coutinho? Because Coutinho has not been there all like, season. As, he's been he's been all right since he's joined, but like, it's not been it's so not been all roses. Has to have played all season for their club. Do we know that? For um, well, if he's not if he's not hit the ground amazingly running in the half season he's been there, yeah. If if they if they've been consistent over the season and been fairly good, or someone's joined, been a flash in the pan and not done much in recent months, do they deserve to be in there? They've played good for about three games. Do they deserve to be in a consistency-based thing? I'll, I'll leave that to you to decide. But if, if you think someone should be consistent for three games and get in a voting thing, please let us know. Um, but what? But you're saying that then? That's, that's implying that McGinn and and uh, Douglas, Douglas Louise, Louise have been consistent then, even though you're saying they've been fairly consistent in midfield. Yeah, no, I'd say I'd say so. I'd say they've been consistent performers in that team. Even though they're Tyrone Mings is rubbish. Even though they're Tyrone Mings shouldn't be any, like he's not in there. Yeah, just because they're fifteenth doesn't mean it's. But you just look at say Brentford because they lost X's. because they're fifteenth is why Coutinho. Yes, because he's joined and they've not been that good since he's joined. He's been all right since he's joined. I think he's been pretty right. good since they've joined. I think he's made a massive difference to that team. No, Ericsson's made a big difference to like Brentford. Yeah, massive. That, yeah. That, that, and where's your that calling for him to be in there? He's been outrageous. He's been unplayable the last five games. That's consistent. I mean, we haven't even got onto other players yet. I'm still figuring out your still head up on Coutinho. Similar to the Lacazette situation, it's just a case of <clears throat> they're just putting pay, put people in there for people's sake, basically. But. For for Aston Villa, I probably would say John McGinn definitely deserves to be in there, to, even if they're fifteenth. So he's got four four goals and three assists in twelve games, which I think as a as a midfielder is that bad. I think most of them came. Uh, what he got an inform already, so I think that came in one match, like a few of them. I think so. That then that looks about three games. So, the three games argument comes up again. Is is that worthy that he's hit blanks for quite a lot of the season four Premier League games he's contributed in one goal against United one goal two assists against Leeds one goal one assist against Southampton and a goal against Leeds okay and then we've got Douglas Louise who's played 27 games has one goal three assists he's a defensive midfielder okay so then do we look at goals conceded do we look at no, I. Well, the problem is, is um, it's not just about goals conceded, is it? It's just it's about everything when you're defensive. Passing so success, aerial uh, pass jewels, complete aerial jewels. Yeah, it's more yeah. that side of the game, not just ah, defense concede. And then McGinn as well. So twenty-eight games, three goals, two assists. Box the box, midfielder. Box style, yeah. It's, it's, so then again going back to that midfielder so it's like we've got right so we've got a CDM and we've got a centre mid there that have 
that in terms of goals and assists, have got worse stats than Coutinho, who's played less. Who's an attacking midfielder or winger? Yeah, who's an attacking midfielder? So why would you have a CDM and a centre mid from one team and not have an attacking midfielder from the team? This is what I mean. This is what I'm getting at. This is the way they structure these. So they've picked out two defensive or or box to box and a defensive midfielder from the same team. Would you not pick one of those two and then go for a more attacking midfielder like a winger? I mean that. Elise has been incredible for Crystal Palace this year. Yeah, no, Elise has been great for Crystal Palace. You could argue he could be in the head of Zaha, who's already got a decently high rated card. That is a fair argument. So I just feel oh, like I will give the way that. they get picked is is very uh, very strange. I feel like like they pick these knowing what is they definitely pick these knowing what they're gonna pick for the main leagues. Because Arguably, for how poor Man United have been this season, Fred has actually had a lot of important games for them. Yet he's here in the community tots, which I mean, I'll be very surprised if he doesn't get one. I think I'd put money on the fact that he's going to get in the tots. But it seems strange that that they you know they don't put him in, they don't rule him as a possibility for the main team of the season. So they know that he's not going to get in there because they've got their defensive midfielders or however they structure it just generally midfielders already assigned and Fred doesn't quite fit in there so he gets the next one but then with that you then think well the others surely there's got to be other other players that get in over players that are currently in here especially for for their team say for instance Serge Nabry saying exactly who they're going to put in team of the season how many buy and make the cut etc like I know they're winning the league at the moment I think fairly comfortably. Yeah. But they're not just going to flood everything with Bayern. They're going to fit in. They've got to fit in the likes of Nkunku. Sabazla's had a good end of the season. Yeah. Um, obviously, you've got Haaland to go in, among others. Like you've got to make spaces somewhere. Well, so, Nabry making the cut against some of them might not have. He might yeah. have, but we don't know. And also, they've got like other contenders this year, like that Musiala guy, the Jamal yeah. Musiala for their midfielder. Like, he's... You know, he's he's got a potential shout. Is he going to be in that, or does he? He could get the SBC if I'm being honest. Do you remember last year when they were doing the under 23s sometimes and not always because people said Akimi should have got it. Yeah. But then they had the guy with the name that was like a password from La Liga. Oh, yeah. They had uh, <laughs> a Breca Reaxia or something like that. Yeah. Um, but then they had that was a complete random guess. I know it began with it's E and ends like in it definitely extra. had X in there. Yeah. But yeah. Do, he might make the under twenty threes one. Did he play for Social? Wasn't that how Silas got in? He did play for Sociedad, yeah, on the left. And uh, yeah, maybe, yeah. He, he might get in that way. That's how you get Musiala in. If they do the SBCs that way, we don't know EA. They might go somewhere crazy. It, we- there's so many people that could get in because Florian Verts, you should argue, gets in. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Based on he's already got a ninety-two future stars, but he should get he should get in despite his injury, which is a lengthy injury, which is a shame. Yeah, I think it even rules him out for the World Cup. Possibly, I could be ACL very very wrong on that. I swear it was a like massive chunk of time. So, yeah, we we we're gonna have to wait and see what comes out for said team of the seasons. The other thing when we're looking at these as well is to see like potential upgrades on weak foot and skill moves is the conversation like 
you know, say for instance, let's take someone who could do with it. I'm going to pick him out because we did talk about him briefly. So Adiemi is four star, three star in game at the moment. He's had had an inform, which is 78 mm -hmm. rated, which is 94 pace, 83 dribbling, 80 shooting. If they upgraded him to a four star, four star, when they Mm -hmm. give him his team of the season do you think that makes him more usable do you think that is something they are going to do I mean um, well if you look back to foot birthday shall we say and you look at the fact that obviously they had big upgrades for weeks, uh, weak foots and skill moves some of the players didn't actually become more desirable because of it you just look at the prices of some players like Silas yeah. for instance being quite cheap and I think Adam Yemi would be a similar sort of situation, especially with the fact that, yes, he is German, but he is not in a main league. So unless you've got the icons and the German players, he's not exactly going to be easy to put in a team. He's going to be cheap anyway, probably. So if anything, he's probably going to be a super sub. I don't think it boosting his weak foot would make him a more desirable card because I think all people will care about is the main leagues when it comes to team of the season. I think, generally speaking, no one truly cares about the community team of the season. There are some few, few, few people that will, but most of the time, they save their packs for that Premier League and onwards. Yeah, like, generally, No one, yeah. no one t tends to go, oh yeah, I'm saving up my packs for community team of the season and stuff, so... I don't think a lot of people is a lot of people don't fast. intend to, and then they just realise that they've burnt a hole in their pocket trying to save the packs. And yeah, we'll open some just to get get a team of the season early. But yeah, like you say, there's there's never there's not often that there's someone incredible who you think, oh my god, I'm going to open the, all my packs for community team of the season because of this one card. Last year whereas, it was. Whereas, no, but no, nothing, nothing. Maybe where there was the Valverde. I remember that was. At, like still, I think even during the eighty-five times tens was still worth a small fortune. Do you think like that makes, card was? Do you, does you think, do you he think he was one point three mil during community? I think he went down to being about nine hundred by the end of team of the season. I could be slightly off on that, but I remember he was still worth a boatload. I suppose that's the other thing, though, isn't it? If there is one standout, because people aren't spamming packs as much. Obviously, you've got content creators will because you know they're trying to make videos on team of the season. But mm. because there's not as many packs being opened by the rest of the normal community because they are pack saving, Holding. it does slightly yeah. raise the value of those really expensive players, doesn't it? Whereas yeah, when I it comes to Premier the other League, ones will be tiny. You know, people are gonna people are gonna spam the packs for Premier League. So, for instance, not your not your standouts like your Mo Salas, your Mane's, they're still gonna hold really high value. But maybe some of your like mid tier ones, say like trying to think of someone who's likely to get a tots who's a mid-tier player um, off the top of my head why can't I think of anybody like a Bernardo Silva for instance so okay. not everybody yeah. is going to like him or want to use him in game but if he get a tots he might be a very common one that people get because he's mid-tier and loads of people are open packs so there's more of him on the market and actually his price will be in comparison a lot better than say a price of Lacazette in Community Tots because they end up massively boosting Lacazette's stats and he becomes an insane 
team of the season card, even though, like we're saying, arguably he doesn't deserve it. Um, well, it's not even arguably, he doesn't deserve it, does he? But based on the 93 foot captain's card, he's 92 pace, 94 shoot, and 93 dribbling. And team of the season has to improve on this, doesn't it? Yeah. Otherwise, mm. it, otherwise it negates this. I can only see it being a 95 at most. It can't go higher than don't, that. It can't yeah, go otherwise higher. Take them it physically can't. can't. But if they, even, if they make it to a 94, if they made it to bad. a 94, so he gets like a 93 or 94 pace, 95 shooting, 95 dribbling, 87 mm. pass, 91 physical, and then, say for instance, they went and changed his weak foot to a five-star weak foot, well, he's going to be expensive. They created the monster. Yeah. He's French. He's hybridable. There's a new word for you. But yeah, we we can agree to say that we're looking at the the community team of the season and it seems like it's very much tailor-made unless you're going to go and specifically look into what these guys have done this year and picked it based on who you genuinely think has had the most standout season. I feel like it's tailor-made to be picked almost by itself. And that's it because it's just a case of this is how the team has been laid out. There's a lot of players there that not a lot of people will know of unless you watch other leagues and no one doing this vote is going to go and research. Yeah, no one's going to research. Why, why would they conduct research, to be fair? I, f- I think there's not much else we can add to this team of the season vote and Malark because otherwise we'd just be going in circles about the whole premise of it and stuff. So I think Luke... Do you want to talk about some of the football? Because we've had the FA Cup semi-finals, obviously European football as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so where do we start off with this? Uh, Zach Steffen has thrown <laughs> Liverpool a bone and given them the chance to continue their quadruple. And we have got the same FA Cup final as we've had League Cup final this season with Chelsea versus Liverpool. Hopefully this means entertaining games last time because last time that was the best nil nil I've seen, and then Kepa happened. So hopefully more of that. Just hopefully Liverpool don't win the quadruple. I don't care which one it is. Just City hold on to the league, please. I beg. Yes. I I beg. Just hold on to the league. A treble, a, a treble. Liverpool fans will still be very, very bad. But a quadruple no one would hear the end of it ever. Period. Like, that will be Arsenal Invincibles dialed up to about a thousand. But can we... And you still notice Ty doesn't shut the hell up about that on air TV. You'd be getting flagged for ever. Can we just touch on that as well? So, um, I understand, right, that in terms of being in other competitions and also in the interest in the squad rotation, why Zach Steffen played that game? Mm-hmm. However, what it seemed like to me <laughs> was that you've got a goalkeeper there who is very much not used to playing the same way that Edison plays as a sweeper keeper. Because he seemed to panic. He seemed to... I, I mean, we didn't really get to see too much of his ball distribution because he didn't seem confident enough to pick out his ball distribution. So, in that instance... With a game like that, knowing that like there's a potential for them to meet in the Champions League, knowing that there's I don't know, there's just there's there's the league and there's everything else. Like this is these two are gonna come head to head at least 
all the way to the end of the season in the Premier League and potentially Champions League as well. Do you really think that's the right thing to do is to give this guy the game? Do you think you've, you've already preset that he is playing in this game regardless and so you stick with it? What, what do you guys take on this? So my take will be that Jack Butland started for Palace so even Palace were getting in on this and mm-hmm. uh, they started their cup goalkeeper so certain keepers you give cup duty to you need to get certain appearances yeah. up for them maybe contractually in a season I don't know if that's I doubt that's the case of Stefan but still certain certain keepers will be told you've specifically got the cups until the final yeah yeah. So like with Kepa, Kepa be given for Man United for a while, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. He ended up playing all the way to the Europa League final when yeah. they won it against Ajax. I remember. Yes, he did. Yeah. And and things like that. So the principle is fine. You just got to take the flat for it if it backfires. So that's fine. You 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 feel bad considering it it did ruin the game. He did get beaten at his near post as well, did Stefan? But that was a hell of a strike from Mane. Yeah, I I think that's you, you can't blame him too much, even though he has been beaten at near post. It was a well hit ball at a difficult height. Yeah. So it's just a moment of madness. I just hope it doesn't ruin his career. I hope that's he does it problem. at the uh, World Cup though. That Who's that at the World Cup against England all all day long? And I think that but... is the problem. <laughs> I think it's a case of you know, that, that that they have that game, but if that game is as bad as that, like what does it do for their psyche? Because let's face it, like if he has to come on now, we're seeing seeing the state of Man City's fans based on the the boos. Um, you know they probably are going to boo him for what you know essentially costing them that that cup. I mean they booed things that are worst on that day. Oh they, they, they did. They, they did. booed they booed during the the Hillsborough. That's what I was referring to. Yeah. Science. So knowing yeah, what they're like right. is you know they're bound to boo him if they if they're going to boo that. Then they're bound to boon their own goalkeeper if he has to come on as a sub because Edison gets injured. So, you know, it, what does it do for a player? I think, honestly, he needs a move and not in a sense of... I think he's still a solid keeper on his day from when you've seen him at other points. He's played in other cup finals. He played in against Spurs in the League Cup final last year. So he's he's been there. He has dealt with big-ish occasions before. I think if he joins... A mid-table, maybe even lower half-table side, then that could be a positive. Get him game time, etc. He's the American number one. As much as that's not the biggest brag in the world, it's still something. And and he's got to have some credit to his name because he has yeah. had some okay performances from what I've seen. So I think it's just going to be how he recovers from that because you, you've seen good goalkeepers like Allison, for example, has made drastic errors in the past. When he first joined Liverpool against Kelechi Iheanacho, is the one I remember, he tried Cruyff and Iheanacho, got tackled, scored, and look where he is now. Yeah. Do I think Stefan could do the same? No, I'm not saying that, but I don't think it'll be the end of his career. I think he's still going to be there or you might get loaned out and build confidence elsewhere and become a, a dependable number one for a, for a slightly smaller side, but I don't think he's ever going to step into, into Edison's shoes properly. No, I don't think... Yeah, I don't think that if they did for any reason need to get rid of Edison or Edison decided to leave, 
they'd be looking elsewhere. They wouldn't be relying on him as number one. Mm. Well, it's more maybe if an injury comes into place, that's where the cover comes into things. But uh, Karius would be an example of a career that went downhill after making a mistake in a cup game with obviously the Champions League final. And his career has not been the same since. No, God, no. no it's not. Although the one difference I will say of Karius is he was the number one at the time. So he wasn't a cup goalkeeper at that point. He was the number yeah, one at Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the difference they they knew they needed a goalkeeper before he made those mistakes, yeah. and then those mistakes put the capital letter on that that he yeah. he needs. That kind of that probably just um, increased their increased their budget for a goalie. Other games though, and other situations. Burnley played today against West Ham. A big point for them. Nick Pope's made an outrageous save. I will say. But without Sean Dyche. Mm. Now, I know this is something Venom asked in the Q&A and we already knew it was going to get covered in this in this section. What's your thoughts on Sean Dyche? Leave, are we thinking it has to be a bust-up at this point? Or are we thinking that it's because of performance and I think it's new chairman within the last year or so? Is is as just sacked him based off a of feel or, 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 or what? What are we, what are we thinking? Because I, I think it's surely a bust-up. Definitely nothing to do with him and the players. It's definitely nothing to do with him and the players. So if it is, it's behind the scenes and we'll never get the answers for that realistically. Maybe it's a panic decision with the X amount of games that they got left and they're going, oh, right, okay, yes, we took uh, three points against Everton, but then obviously lose against Norwich. And as you said, it's the Norwich curse kicking in again yeah yeah Dean Smith Rafa Benitez and now sadly Sean Deitch although I will add the fact they didn't do it straight afterwards also strikes to me they, they did it what, five days afterwards was it after Norwich so did it five days like probably it was, first, it was Thursday that Friday Fr- Friday Friday yeah uh, but it's, it's, it's an odd one it's a really odd one yeah it is I I, I don't agree with it just in the sense that if it's not for a reason like you say for a bust up or something then I feel like it's come at the wrong time of the season I just don't understand why you don't wait until the end if you're set on if you're set on that is what you're going to do I don't understand why you don't just wait until the end because for me it's it's essentially putting the nail in the coffin before like the hole's been buried I, I, I don't yeah I don't, I don't know I don't know I felt like they just they just didn't help themselves I think they finalised it but to be fair, if you look at a lot of teams that have been in relegation fights in previous seasons, they normally make the decision to sack a manager around this point if they're just hovering close but in that relegation, so they got that slim chance. And to be fair, in a lot of cases, it's proven to be a good decision because then they go on... Because there's, there's that sort of like new manager syndrome where... Obviously, they go on these mini win streaks and get enough points that then put them comfortably, well, not necessarily comfortably, but put them in that safety zone where then they stay up. Do you so, think that is... That, I mean, we can't... Obviously, that can't be generalised, though, in a way, because, as we're just saying, we don't think that there is an issue between the players and Sean Dyche. 
Whereas teams no. that are in the relegation zone that aren't playing for their manager, I can understand that. That fact definitely does play. But for a team like this, who I don't think had any issue with him whatsoever, um, I don't know whether it's the same. Yesterday they managed to get a 1-1 at, at, you know, against a team Today. that arguably are uh, playing very, very well this season. Apologies as my phone goes off. I forgot to turn on silent. Yeah, so I don't know if it, if it does play in the same way. The, the time, I suppose, the time will tell now from the end of the season to see whether that is the case and whether they're going to employ now or whether they just see it out with the, the sort of caretaker team that they've got until the end of the season. Uh, I haven't heard any Includes a player. Includes Ben Mee. What? The, the, the sort of management crew at the moment, it features Ben Mee involved. Right, okay. From what I read. I saw that. The, so, that play, player manager in a way. Manager. I think it's a mixture between a goalkeeper coach, a, a the assistant manager, and Ben Mee. Yeah, I think there's four, isn't there? Yeah. So, it's it's interesting. It doesn't seem to me like they're going to make any decisions before the end of the season. You'd think you'd have something ready if you're going to make such a drastic decision. I think, been... I think if you knew for definite, you would have had someone in by now or in mind by now. That, that, that but then who do you have in mind? Big expected. Sam? Yeah. Like, the, the, who, 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 who's available? Big Sam? Um, can he draw oh, them to, to to save them? Yeah. Nuno? Yeah. Would Nuno join? Don't think so. Steve Bruce? But what what calibre manager is available for a Burnley? That Eight games from the end. Going down. It's that now seven games from the end, and they're three point, two points behind. Let me ask you. With Everton having a game in hand. Let me ask you a question here, which I I don't. I think I already know the answer because I think I've seen a thing to say that he wouldn't leave them right now anyway. But say if they reached out to Rooney right now, mm-hmm. what do you think? I mean, Ro- Rooney, I don't think would would really leave at this point. I don't if... think he'd leave. I think he's made it very clear yeah. that given what he's managed to do with this team, and we'll say a team, but really, you know, they've not had much of a team to be able to choose from he's done incredible considering that if they had the 21 points they would be I think I'd looked and it was 15th um, yeah. so that's pretty unbelievable considering that they've had to play with some youth players, some players that, you know don't re- probably wouldn't be playing, let's face it would he be tempted by it? I mean if you burn you'd snap it, snap his hand I off think you would. Yep, definitely. On, on top of that no, he would never Jump at this! I think I think he stays with them as 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 long as he can. Can Rooney? He's he's proving a miracle worker. Yes. It it can only be a good sign on his CV. This this Derby job. Oh, and it can launch doubt. him higher than than a Burnley. Without a doubt. And if and if like if they can t- like have that same desire next year and manage to get a promotion, could you imagine? The I think as- I think they have another points deduction next season if Do I'm they? not mistaken. I think because the takeover and the timing, I think they've got another points deduction in coming of like fifteen points. Right. Okay. In League One, so, so it's not promising. So he's staying with them. So if that is the case, he's staying with them, even though there's no real guarantee to kind of get them into a top Championship level side again anytime soon. Yeah. While they're hindered. But as I say, I think it would only be a, a positive for uh, for Rooney. I don't see any any negatives. If they're not performing, they're not performing, and he he can go ahead and say, "Well, what do you expect of what we've got?" Like it's yeah. it, it's a really bad situation. We're making the best of it. Okay, so moving on to the next game, there was a interesting game between Newcastle and Leicester today. Um, 
very weird win for Newcastle because Lookman opened the scoring, sure, but the the first goal, Schmeichel has a nightmare. The ball's sort of he's he's gone to pounce on it and it's sort of between his legs and Bruno Gamarais just nicks it and and puts it in. It was disallowed immediate, uh, immediately because they thought it was a foul on the keeper. No. No, the ball's never under control and he just kicks it out and in, into oh, the net. So, no, no qualms. Schmeichel didn't really put up a fight. It was just a, yeah, he's, he's messed up. And then a 95th minute winner from, from Gamma Race as well. I believe a diving header. So expect him in team of the week is what I'm saying. A nice little strong link to Jonathan. But some, some, some interesting results for... No one wants top four. No one wants yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't. Spurs... Basically, the way I summed it up on Twitter was Spurs played like Burnley did against Norwich, where we Burnley just didn't seem up for it. I said that last week. Spurs just didn't seem up for this game against Brighton. We didn't really do much. Whether that's whether that Matt Doherty injury is that important. I mean, I think he's a great player for us this season, but do I think that he would be that much of a miss? No, I think he's a I think he's a miss, not as much as Spurs played on on Saturday we played really damp and drab football and Brighton deserved the win in the end probably earlier than it was that in terms of spirit in terms of energy I didn't yeah. think he was that integral like Regulon you'd think would be able to pick it up and take over but he, he didn't pick it up he didn't take over didn't command like he just didn't do anything of note Arsenal losing to Southampton so it was a great performance from Fraser Forster I'd be shocked if he's not in team in a week Based off his performance, I think he made. If, have you seen the highlights, Murs? I assume not, but not yet. No. So I, what I'd say is, I think Fraser Forster makes two Seaman versus Sheffield United esque saves. Yeah. I think I think he makes two reaching backwards, like amazing saves. Okay. It's the performance from Forster was insane that game. Arsenal should score, but he. Credit to Fraser Forster. Like he played as if he was what back in contention for the England squad back when when was he in England contention? What, twenty fourteen? Twenty fifteen? It was it was like Fraser Forster of back then. Or even when he played against Barcelona for Celtic. Like it felt like one yes. of those games for Fraser Forster. I know he's not consistent, but it felt like that kind of performance. So I'd be shocked to see him not in team in a week next week. Ronaldo as well, hat trick against Norwich. You know, people get people say don't get carried away, it's only Norwich. But at this point, it's still a hat trick. The man's thirty seven. It's his fiftieth career hat trick. It's just a milestone to celebrate. I can't see how they don't give him an inform just based on the fact that it's who it's against because whatever happens, it doesn't matter. A striker's gotta be there in the right place and they've still got to put them away. That's that's the end of the day, isn't it? Mm. Oh, I'm not talking about them giving him an inform. I'm talking about generally, you know, fans go, "Oh, it's only Norwich." <laughs> generally, like fans going, "Oh, Ronaldo's back. Ronaldo's finished." He said, "Like some people just come out saying it's only Norwich. Like he's got a hat trick against there, but he did well against Tottenham both games. So he's he's just hit the ground running at the time they needed. It was a free kick goal to third as well, which he's not well, scored a free kick in Christ knows how long. He hasn't, and actually, I don't think. That, that is a very good save there 
Um, oh, I think is, it was the save that's a problem, but Which still. has definitely made it, you know, if, if you say, oh, Ronaldo scored from a free kick, it doesn't give it justice as to if you actually watched the uh, the free kick itself. It's definitely, unfortunately, Tim Krul's hand looks like a biscuit. Yeah, but I, say, I, did, I did see that and wanted a second angle uh, yeah. to see how bad it was, but it didn't look like it was in the corner or anything like that. No, it definitely wasn't. And it flapped like a pancake, his hand, unfortunately. Other games to keep track of. Watford lost to Brentford in the end, 2-1. And it was a late winner from Pontus Janssen, but from, from what I gather... It was good value for this from Brentford, although Watford did miss a chance just before the 95th. They Sissoko should score. It, it, it easily could have been 2-1 Watford instead. So that was on a knife edge, but just tipped them over the edge. And that concludes all the Premier League games so far. Uh, this is a double game week, though, so we've got United versus Liverpool on Tuesday, which is going to be ahead of a game. Chelsea-Arsenal as well on the Wednesday midweek. So that's going to be the game in hand for Arsenal on on Tottenham, I believe. Uh, Everton, Leicester, Newcastle, Palace, City, Brighton, and then Thursday's Burnley versus Southampton. So some interesting games at the bottom. Leicester need to pull out a win to put Everton in any form of jeopardy from Burnley. Looking at the Champions League games we mentioned, what an end to that game, City versus Atletico. Yeah. Um, What are your thoughts on on sort of pitch I'll get into this debate straight away what's your thoughts on pitch fights when you see all the commentators say oh we don't want to see this are you that kind of person or are you more more sort of the oh go on yeah it's, it's, it's a bit of bit, bit of fun to watch because you like watching car crash TV sometimes I don't like some of the challenges shall we say some of the the un, all the bit the unnecessary of it because at the end of the day there's that that heightens the the game level and then because the game is already a big game right so then yeah you get them horrible challenges or them unnecessary little niggly tackles that then just rile people up even more and make it make it into the game that it then became so for instance i'm talking about the kick out on foden and the bit where they dragged him on the pitch and yeah, uh, you know, and the things like dragged that, him off the pitch, dragged him off the pitch, because yeah. he rolled onto the pitch. He rolled onto the pitch when he was supposedly injured and down, and then yeah, they dragged him back onto the pitch. I mean, it was really tactical from Foden. He he was off the he got fouled off the pitch and then slowly rolled, realized he wasn't on the pitch, and then just rolled on the pitch, which is why Savage ran over and dragged him off. Yeah, and and definitely you could say from anything from that game, Savage wasn't having any of it. Let's 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 put it that way, but. I don't like I don't like that side of it, and it, it does inevitably lead to then the thing. But you also at the same time like you can't you can't help but like to see a bit of passion, because it is you know it is passion as well. If they didn't care, it wouldn't happen at all, would it? Mm. So you can't take that away from the game, but yeah, it's un- it's not it's not nice necessarily to see the the fights and the things and that. But I suppose it's one of those like I kind of still like to watch it through like you know through my my hands slightly ajar over my face you know that is an interesting one the wrestling fan doesn't like the fights <laughs> uh, as you've been a bit quiet recently uh, yeah. well, what's, what's your take as you were about to say something yeah it is Atletico Madrid it's part and parcel of what yeah, they true. are yeah. it's all about the cojones you know you've got to have the balls to do these sort of things that's what Diego Simeone loves to see in his players he loves a bit of fight, a bit of passion from his players. 
It's all, and also, partially, in some ways, by doing it, it's also part of the mind games as well, to try and get in your opponent's head, so that maybe they don't perform as well, because kind of, in some ways, get that with FIFA, because you try to do that when you're playing a game of FIFA, you try and get in your opposition's head, so that they don't perform as well, so they make mistakes, so you can capitalise on it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm fully on that psychologist talk. I mean, I, I try and rile people up. I think that's part of how I beat you ten one that time. I just riled you up about the Casillas a bunch. I mean, I, I was already riled up as soon as I saw Casillas come out the pack. To be honest, and that's just many of my bad, bad icon pulls this year. Uh, I, I think, in in that sense, like yeah, every now and then, like if I'm two or three nil up, then maybe I do um, watch a celebration or two. It's a bit different on a, on a game of FIFA as opposed to, I suppose, in real life football. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I hate it. I just think there's certain parts of it I don't like to see, but I do want to see passion. So, mm. where do you draw a line where it steps over? I suppose probably the point where it endangers players, maybe. Um, but then again, that's down, you know that's down to then the referee to take control of that game and and you know use his cards if he feels like he needs to. And but at the same time, you know there's a reason why Atletico Madrid in the in the past have got Suarez and they've signed um, you know uh, Diego Costa. They like those. They do like those sort of players. They like their aggressive, passionate players. So yeah, I exactly. think I don't think I don't think you'll see the same game when they play when Man City play Real Madrid. And obviously mentioning that game, Chelsea-Real Madrid, that was a very interesting tie. It brings people's attention to, should Alonso's be classed as handball? I mean, based off the letter of the law, it 100% was, because in the Champions League, it's only if it touches a hand at any any point in the build-up. That's it. Blanket rule. If it touches the hand, not if it if it influences it anyway. If it's touched the hand, it's, it's handball. Period. End. But does that rule need changing? Does, is is that is what Alonso did okay? Because it's only glanced his hand and barely changed the course at all. So, do do we think that that was rightfully disallowed, or the rule needs changing? I feel I feel like there's got to be. You know, I get I get VAR because right? it's in natural motion as well. Yeah, I completely get VAR, and I completely get where they say if a if a, a direct handball leads to a goal now for me leading to a goal means that it's taken a deflection off the hand which would have massively impacted whether a goal was scored or not which it wasn't in this case was it no it's uh, the ball's bounced up off his knee and his hands near enough by his side and it's just glanced it yeah uh, and i mean glanced so i don't think it makes a massive difference in that scenario let's let's not say that we need to rely on var let's say that referees can use their discretion a little bit and in that scenario with the handball things, I think referees need to make a decision after seeing it and review it and say, yeah, it does flick his hand, but I don't think it impacted on the goal, so it's not. I'm not going to say it's a handball. Maz? Oh, I didn't see the incident, but each league, for instance, everywhere has different rules when it comes to uh, handball and stuff like that, so it's a bit hard to get a universal decision on it because especially when you think about the Champions League for instance right so normally you get a referee from where from different locations so they they might be more 
attuned to the rules where they are and the same with the VAR like people the refs inside the VAR they're probably attuned to more where the rules are within their own set league mm. rather than potentially the with, with the Champions League yes they're probably aware of it but they might make mistakes here and there because of it so that's probably what it is and you can probably then think like with that obviously that's Champions League so that's a big um, domestic competition what about then when we go to World Cups and Euros you know it could be so influential in the biggest tournaments of the year or the, of, of, of sorry the biggest tournaments of the year because they're played every two slash four years so it's it's mm. actually the biggest tournament in the world when it comes to football and that's where it's then like a case of like well no we need to have a clear cut so if it's gonna if they're gonna say if it hits any part of their hand in the build up for a goal it's a handball then that just needs to be the rule or they've got to say actually only if it directly changes the motion of the goal so whether it's you know deflected off their hand to somebody who's then scored or whether it's made a difference on where that ball's the path of that ball was going to end up towards a striker or something then that needs to be the rule they need to they need to definitely like you say it needs to be concrete it can't be that too much that there's too much discretion around it i mean if i was to pick i'd say if it just touches regardless of if it impacts a goal or not should be the rule because then it just makes things plain simple and easy to understand because Ask then, the question of what impacts though well, well, I'm just saying if it like whether it's accidental or intentional, if it hits like say from your hand to uh, probably midway up your from your elbow to your shoulder or something like that, that but, collapses as a handball. But do you not then also like, take into consideration the Im- like the actual impact of it? So in terms of what we're talking about is a glance or a full-on tap of the hand that changes direction of the ball. Yeah, I think he wants just a blanket rule like it is now. Yeah. Just just so it's consistent. Which then, that does beg that question still, doesn't it? Well, does it really make a difference if it just caught my fingertips? No, I think think Merzen still won a penalty at that point. That's what he's saying. He's he's made it pretty clear. If it touches touches his hand, period, the end, that's it. Okay. Because the problem is, is like, you say it might not change the trajectory, but it if it's done intentionally they could do it in such a smart way that it looks like it hasn't changed the trajectory but it could potentially just even a slight I don't know like the turn the butterfly effect angle angle, something like that it can potentially have an effect regardless yeah it could have a butterfly effect where that one thing changes about 500 other things but yeah Let's just quickly go through some of the other ones because we are going a bit long here. So, uh, Merz, quickly thoughts on Villarreal getting through against Bayern? I think it's a it's a good one. They they're working hard. They're doing similar to what Ajax did a couple of seasons ago, where it's just a very good team effort going on. Tactics are mm-hmm. to a T. I saw like when Bayern had a free kick, and all the Villarreal players just ran up the pitch and. Obviously, as soon as it was kicked, it was offside, basically. So, they are doing things to perfection, obviously. It's a bit annoying seeing the fact that it's Unai Emery at the helm. Doing oh, a bunch of Spurs players as well. Mm, yeah, 
But then it's probably just clever business going on there, realistically. And quickly, Brad, uh, thoughts on the other match, Benfica, Liverpool. Did you catch that at all? I didn't. 3-3. I didn't. Uh, But I do... When I saw the result, it didn't surprise me because obviously Liverpool didn't go with full-strength team. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I suppose, in a way, they didn't need to. It was kind of... It was 3-1, wasn't it, the first leg? 3-1 first leg, 3-3 full-time. So comfortable-ish. And... I guess he felt that coming up to the FA Cup game, maybe there was a, a chance there to rest some players. Um, but it doesn't surprise me. I don't think it probably gave a very accurate account of if a full-strength Liverpool played a full-strength Benfica. I think probably that the result would be a lot more clear-cut towards Liverpool. Ish. I think I mean, Benfica made a very good account for themselves despite that. They they rested a few players. They didn't take the mick too much though. I think it was only four changes from the standard team. Yeah. I think what Trent didn't play, I don't think Salah started one or two others. I think it was Firmino I think the starting three was Firmino Jota Mane. No, Diaz Mane, I think. Something like that. It was for I think it was Firmino Diaz Jota oh, jo, I have to have a look at it again, but it, it, it didn't take the mick. They've still got very, very much a lot of depth. Joe Gomez has been great at right back when he's been used there recently. So they, they I don't think it was a taking the mick situation. They no. can afford to rest a few important players that they can't afford to get injured. Also, note to self, Salah's not actually been that good recently. He's uh, He's been fairly dry since February. I'm uh, going to yeah, say that now. He scored a open play goal for longer, I think, as well. Not I much think longer. I think it might only been... Afcon and that, but yeah, yeah, he's 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 not been quite himself. Moving on to Europa League teams that progressed in the Europa League Rangers in dramatic fashion, where Braga got two men sent off. I'm just going to quickly go through these now to get this over with. Uh, Leipzig got through against Atalanta. Barca surprisingly get knocked out by Eintracht Frankfurt, who reached their second semi final. They got there in 2019 previously when they lost to Chelsea, who obviously beat mm-hmm. Arsenal in the final. And then last team to get through. Uh, oh, why am I forgetting them? I swear I'm going to get hated for it. So it's a good thing. West Ham. Yes, that, that's it. I, just, I knew it was something that was going to niggle me. I was like, how am I? Fit? I was like, I should know this last. West Ham beat Leon fairly convincingly on the night. Yeah, I mean, three 0 I believe, was it? Weren't they? I think it ended three 0 Yeah. In in the end. But yeah, it was a very convincing result there. Conference League, Roma smashed Bodo Glimp, who were my sort of dark horses to win. Leicester got through, and the other two, I'm not fully sure. No, I'm not either, actually. Marseille, yeah, Marseille beat Panathinaikos. And in Feyenoord with the final team to get through against Slavia Prague. So, there your semi-finals for all the competitions. I think that concludes this week in football at the moment. Uh, without going into going into so many different leagues we've gone on long enough that's the big news from this week and we move over to the Q&A and we do and um, Akan's asked uh, quite a few two questions and he's also added and Bundesliga Syria debate like what does he just want us to have a random Bundesliga Syria debate Um, what as in no actual context to that but he has um, asked, how big is the Premier League tax compared to what people make it out to be? So, 
uh, we always talk about how Premier League players have a prem tax on FIFA. They're more expensive, naturally. You only yeah. have to look at the market to understand that. But how much is the tax? Like, It's a bit hard to actually give an actual definitive answer to this, Akan, but... Do you want, guys want to have maybe an input to what you think the answer might be to this? About 20, 30 million. Prem, prem tax is normally worth about that much. Prem tax. Oh, no, you're talk, talking freaking FIFA, aren't we? Not real life. Sorry, that's English tax. That's <laughs> Oh, apologies. English tax is crazy. English tax yeah. is what I thought this question was on about for a second there. Look at Harry Maguire. Uh, prem, prem tax. Yeah, Harry Maguire's the best. That's like 20, 30 million. Bang. <laughs> Minimum. Yeah. Uh, so, prem tax. Problem Let's is, have a look at some just, example players. Yeah, as I say, it's not just that though, is it? It's it's. I'm, I'm going to look at this Lacazette as the example, I think. Yeah, and it's, it's the weak, so weak foot and skill moves and nation plays such a massive part as well. So let's not yes. just, let's not just say it's just prem, but yes, obviously, I've heard a few calls recently where they're saying like, oh my god, if this was a prem player, this card would be worth X amount of money. Yeah, I liken it to. So I think actually, I just watched a video today that said about Boyata. So the new Boyata card was, I think at the time of the video, 30k? Am I right in thinking mm-hmm. it's the foot captain's Boyata? And essentially they're so, saying, yeah. like, if you put that in the Premier League, then it's 100k. Which is probably not far wrong. Mm. But, now also, there's other I, things I know Merz's account. argument coming up. The market up. is different this year. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone's teams are different this year. Not a lot of people are using necessarily Premier League teams. At this point now, people have more icons than they've ever probably had in other FIFAs because of SBCs. Um, so yeah, there's, there's loads of different other factors, I think. You can't you can't just nail it down to like, oh, well, the Prem tax on this player is it's going to be 10% more. It's not quite as I mean, clear cut. My, my example would be Henderson versus Pellegrini. Okay. Henderson is worth 380k, Pellegrini's worth 45. Same pace, same dribbling, two more shooting on Pellegrini, six less defending, seven less physical, four less passing. Okay. Is that worth 330k no. less? Never. Not That's really the kind of argument being made yeah. here. Oh yeah, like uh, I, I would definitely say I don't agree with the tax, especially as like mm-hmm. I say, not a lot of people use just a print mm-hmm. team uh, but it is you know <laughs> my, my question to Merz is yeah. are you going to bring up French tax or French uh, league tax I was going to say league and tax right yeah league and so tax I is what I was expecting when it comes to the meta meta players I think the league and has a higher tax than Prem okay. because everybody yeah. Seems to be wanting to use league and team this year. Like, if I had to say a proportion of people on FIFA were Prem versus league earn, the majority of people are league earn versus Prem. Like, league earn just seems to be so common. If I think if I with the team reviews because obviously I do the team reviews and I, and since the turn of the year I've probably now reviewed over 250 teams or something like that. The two common themes I see is French and Ligon in people's teams, and if I had to put a percentage to what that is, I'd say 
60% of people's teams are one of those two things. Okay. And I will see people. Second most common thing will be the Premier League, yes. But I think League 1 is more of a dominant thing that you'll see in people's teams this year. Now, team of the season could potentially change that depending on like who gets into team of the season and stuff yeah. like that. But obviously, the meta players are still going to be in Ligue 1. You're still going to see an Mbappe, maybe a Renato Sanchez and stuff like that. What main players that people will be wanting to see and partially been staples for some people's teams. Obviously, the defenders as well. So you're going to have Marquinhos, Kimpembe maybe. I don't know. Like, I don't really keep tabs on Liga and stuff like that. So I don't know truly who's going to get in there. But the one thing you do know is PSG are going to have a good chunk of the players in terms of percentage-wise from Liga and Team of the Season. Now, the one thing is, is Liga and Team of the Season is the last of the main leagues, I'm pretty sure. So... You do have, like the Premier League will have a few more weeks where it has the opportunity to build upon in the people's teams. Mm. But obviously, Liga, I'm pretty sure as soon as the team season Liga comes out, you probably see that switch from Prem to probably Liga in people's teams, I feel. I think it's the case anyway this year, especially with the addition of the Player of the Month and Bappe SBC. Like, it's, it's one of the cards I see probably now most common in the game because it's gotten to that, that stage now in FIFA where everybody can... Has, has managed to complete it that we're trying to so I think that mm-hmm. I don't, and I don't think you know unless people happen to just pack him untradeable in some packs everyone he's an, he's their end game isn't he you know you don't do that SBC because you don't plan on using it till the end of the year um, so yeah I think now those certainly is going to push more to Liga and, but yeah French I think it's not just Premier League tax like, like we're saying I think it's French tax and there's other things as well like you could arguably say that there's Brazilian tax for, cert- for certain links to Brazilian players, um, as I just now come up against a full league and team with Mbappe up front. Um, <laughs> so yeah, See so it, me, exactly. It's it's I don't it's, I don't think Prem tax this year, and also with how the market has been, is as significant as it has been in previous years. We sort of yeah. liken the fact that like when we did at the start of our podcast, I think we were looking at the Joe Gomez um, and how different the market was and what he was like the pre- previous years it was like a hundred K still a few months into FIFA so you know it's, it's been a very different year for FIFA but yeah certainly in the past it's been massive but not so much not so much this year and certain other elements can always bump up players in the market say for instance when Ryan Kent came out yeah Tavernier's special cards his inform and his man of the match all went to the maximum pr- uh, like cap prices yeah. and nearly extinct. I don't think he actually went extinct, but he was like near his cap price, which was around 50,000. I think his info might have actually gone extinct, but it just takes a certain card to be released that will cause other players to go up. So you yeah. never know truly what attacks could be like. Cause like when, it's all about links. Like when Ben Yedder was getting his first one, like the Tushimeni card like rose to like almost being extinct. And it's just, yeah, it's just, there are, if anyone's released, and it's the, definitely the best way to look at like trading, is as soon as you see a card potentially leaked or released, then there's very <coughs> limited hyperlinks or very limited uh, strong links to that card, then they're good players to invest in because they're going to go up. 
inevitably. And going on to a hot take from Akan as well. And the championship is the fifth league ahead of Ligue 1 or Liga Nos. No. No. Right. There we go. I think that's <laughs> not quite there. No, that's uh, I think that's he, he's also discounting you know, the Vise with Ajax and the likes as well, which yeah. probably comes before that. If we're looking as a whole, I mean, sorry, they don't. Championship sides probably make it into the latter half of the Eredivisie league and Nos. Probably, mm, yeah, maybe towards the back end of league and, but they're not going to be. No, they're not going to yeah. even be mid table. And, yeah. and I think and, I think that's a little bit too far. As yeah. much as I respect it, it's just a little bit too far. Yeah, I I understand the reasoning behind why he might have said this. He's an Everton fan. So maybe he's trying. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Okay, all right. Violations in order. He's thinking towards next season. You know, yeah. that's why he's he suddenly like. Say a, he wants to say they're bad. a top five league team when they get relegated. I'd, I'd yes. say that it's not top five. I'd say it's probably about eighth, ninth. Like it's a competitive league, very competitive league. Yeah. Very difficult league to get out of. Horrifyingly to get out of. I'd, I, I'd, yeah. I'd, I don't. I, I so, definitely... so many Premier League teams get trapped there. Yeah, Look I would say it's Stoke. one of the tightest leagues, but I don't think that necessarily means it's one of the top leagues. It's, it's, it's not top five in quality. Yes, it's not probably. It, it's probably about say ninth, and that's being, mm. I think, fair. It, it's a good league, but it is a good league to watch. Definitely. Yeah, if definitely. you're if you're into car crashes as well, you can see some great red car tackles still flying in. And yeah, final question is going to be coming from GH. What's the best snipe you've done on any FIFA? And if you've never sniped a player, then you're just trash. Lol. Brilliant. Great. We're being accused being trash, but that's fine. Um, what? Yeah. I'm trying to think. I know I did some sniping on Alexis Sanchez back in FIFA 15. That was my way. Of, that was my training method back then. Buy buy a bunch of Alexis Sanchez for about 50k, sell them for about 62, make profit. That was that was how I made so many coins off the pack in the Ronaldo's. Mm. Um, but I think genuine best snipe. You, the thing is, you forget so many of your snipes. I've made so many good yes. ones down the years. You'll you'll get like an inform at like five k under, and you're like, oh, that's great. And yeah. then it's just forgettable. I, I'm trying to think of one actually sticks out in my mind. Maybe a Betty Pele yesterday, but outside of a Betty Pele, in terms of recent ones, I'm trying to think of it is a bit difficult. Yeah, like I mean... normally they're about five five two to five k under. Would be considered good. Yeah. There was. I, I wouldn't say like unless you've had, like managed to like snipe a hullet for two hundred k. You know, I don't think you would remember all the ones you've sniped for just a few k under because there's been like a lot over the time. And obviously, you're not always sniping players. Like sometimes, if we're buying the teams for like the teams that were built on a series, then you might just happen to pick one up at the right time. I remember uh, recently on a. Uh, what was it? A team takedown or a seven-minute squad? So I'm not I'm not sure what it was on, but basically, it's James sniped an Henri for uh, 400k or something, and he was like, yeah. he was like something like one point something million. So he 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 just was at the right time, right moment, looking for that right player, which doesn't happen all the time. And he's just fortunate that at that time he's recording. He's got obviously a lot of 
followers and interest people that will see it so it actually becomes more of a big thing um and there's people that do have sniping channels you know penguin has it and you know he Homer penguin does it and does put up snipes that other people give him quite often and you'll see that my one thing that i remember from me personally was when i actually had a trade to glory i can't remember if it was last year or the year before i think it was when i first started doing youtube so two years ago and i was sniping the um conmobile libertadores like the, essentially what their tots cards wears the brown yeah like the salvios the and yeah. the, the, the valencia and stuff like that yeah, yeah. and there were a couple yeah. that were um, good for SBCs that were going for around about 40-something thousand coins. Probably like Brozier, the Colombian. Yeah, and I remember constantly sniping them at around about 25k. So I was making I was making a decent like 15k a card. I remember, I, th I think, in one in one weekend when I was doing it, I think I made around about half a million. And that was the best mm -hmm. I remember, because for some reason, people just kept listing them up and and I just kept getting them and selling them on. The only thing is as well, is now I've moved to PlayStation, sniping is so much... I mean, so, sniping is hard anyway now, because in the last two years, bots have become very, very massive. Like, you cannot even snipe a common gold now because of bots, because everybody somewhere has got some sort of filter set up on a bot to try and make some coins. It's just how it is. Coin selling is massive, and that's, that's, that's just the way it has gone in the last couple of years. But I found it a lot easier on Xbox than I did on PlayStation Now coming over. Um, mm -hmm. It was, seemed a lot. There seemed to be a lot less competition on Xbox. Yeah, I, I remember my best one. That was on Xbox. Uh, it was a mate who was selling his players and was just listing them. So this is technically a snipe. I knew of the player. It's like when when Atani sniped uh, AJ Free's team of the year Kante. Like it's one of those ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I sniped a road to the final Hugo Lloris for about 30k when he was worth about 200. That's that's my best. I think I've sniped one off one of you two actually when we've done a video together. Um, yeah, probably. I think, um, but, but yeah, it's 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 but, again like I say, it's it, if you know that's different because you know that exactly at that moment what card it is, what snipe, parameters still. it have. Yes, it is still a snipe, but you know it's not the case of sitting there for hours and hours trying to get icons and things you know like um i did a bit of icon trading the other week but it weren't even it weren't even like sniping it was just looking at some of the overnight prices and and buying the card and seeing if i thought overnight i could sell it for a profit so there's there's different things and uh, i don't think you trust if you haven't done it because not a lot of people do snipe it's just GH saying something, you know, because he he recently sniped Tyrone Mings for two fifty and sold him for about two twenty. So he, he's really, <laughs> like, really good. Um, that that's that's where this story I think has come from. Was was GH yeah. did did a really good snipe of losing twenty or thirty k. In that case, Justin, he's been doing GG's George yeah. well done, mate. <laughs> Not just on one, a couple of them as well. Oh yeah, it was about three or four of them. I think he broke fairly even in the end. Like he got okay, but. I think I've got one question for Brad and it's been asked to both me and and Merz in the last two weeks and that's uh, what's on your bucket list my friends as the closing yeah. Q&A question my wife often has this question for me as well because I'm I'm a little bit more of a simple man than than kind of she is in terms of so like for instance so she her one of the things on her bucket list is she wants to swim with sharks 
uh, whether it be in, being in a cage or open water kind of thing. She just wants to swim with sharks. I think that's absolutely nuts because, you know, I don't want to die. Um, oh, that's exactly what I said last week. So, valid, yeah, no, very valid. So that's that's just how I think about that, and I, and and you know, I I would prefer it if she doesn't because it'll probably give me a heart attack as well. Um, uh, so two birds, one stone. Damn. Whereas whereas my bucket list type things are more like, uh, oh, I just want to be able, I just want to have like a nicer car, or my they're they're very normal. Like so, say for instance, like I would love to be able to own. Um, and drive a Ford Mustang. I really like the Mustangs. Um, mm-hmm. But I also have been looking into it recently as a genuine possibility because of just where I am at with things. So it's not like it's a a bucket list thing in terms of like it's far-fetched and out there or crazy um, or something I just need to do. It's something that I'm looking at as a real possibility and it would be really nice if I did it. Um, the only thing mm. I do want to do at some point is I'd like to, um, I'd like to go back to America. I love America; uh, it's one of my favourite places to go. Um, so I want to go there. And so now I've obviously got a little baby boy. I'd love to be able to go again and take him to Disney World. That's that's pretty much it. I don't, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. have anything that's outrageous. That's fair. It doesn't have to be outrageous. I mean, I could barely think of anything on my solo epi and. Mer's got about two, three things, so you've probably improved on that. Uh, but I think that's all for this week, Mer's. It is. That is it for this week. So, guys, if you want to get your questions in for the Q&A for any future episode, feel free to join our Discord. Link is down in the description down below. And also you can find links over on our Twitter page as well, our FSB Creators which we also have links to all our other social medias and also all our content creation channels as well. So feel free to check those out. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Free Foot Tears podcast. And it is three as well. Episode 30, <laughs> so it's good. Mm. And, um, well get into episode 31 next week with team of the season edging closer we i have actually looked at um something i was probably wanting to say earlier is on the team of the season vote website it actually says the team will be revealed on the 29th okay there you go so that is that is our knowledge uh, when we find out Two weeks, Prem gets revealed the week after, then it's Bundesliga, then it's La Liga, Syria. And so so that leaves us a week where there's, there's going to be a non-tent week then. Unless they still... I mean, that's not very EA, is it? Well, it's not been this year, but do they do they in that time then, are they going to stick in the, 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 the UCL cards? Probably. That might be it. There you go. That would be the team of the groups, uh, team of the knockout stage. Maybe. On Friday, maybe. There we go. Heard it here first. Maybe, maybe if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> but that is it from this week. Thank you for listening, and Brad and Luke, thank you for being part of the podcast as always. And we will see you all next week. Goodbye. Peace out, guys.